Firefly. It's one of the greatest shows ever. I would like to start off with some completely off-topic discussion. But what does not endorse stealing? I wanted to slot that girl right there. So he is a criminal mastermind. Have you never heard of Mother Quidditch? Yes. It's not fiction in terms. You have two seekers and someone who is in gold boxer shorts and a yellow tank top, and that person is the snitch. And just where do you have to grab them? I have a quote that I like. I just have to find it. There are pictures of me playing Quidditch. She seemed almost normal at that point. What, like a real girl? I'm going to go question the buffet table. Okay, Dalek in the corner. And let us welcome Scott to the call. Oh, he's not here yet. You know what? How I was saying that Skype sucks? I mean, at least now we know that we're not delusions of your subconscious. The last place I worked with sulfuric acid and it destroyed all of my shirts and my pants. And I'm there walking around in my boxer shorts, but I'm wearing a lab coat, so it's okay and no one noticed. I've told you my problem with sticking things up my nose, right? Well, I think anybody who has the normal amount of strength should be able to throw a computer across. <laughs> I just mix up words because I can. Not with hair gel. No, never. Yes, and she gets to get all prettied up and go shoot inanimate objects. Or animate objects sometimes. That sounds like a date. Is it weird that I actually understand what she just said? Not that very many distinguished actresses have gone through that show. That is careful, thoughtful writing to not piss people like me off. So is she really a ballerina? Shocking lapse of safety standards in the future. <laughs> what are you, OSHA? The human body can be drained of blood in 8.6 seconds. Mark Shepard explains his plan to take over TV. P.S. is reading GQ. Let's just make that clear. She just has the right touch of crazy. Your clothes disintegrate. You admitted it. Uh, I admit nothing. I refuse to be dignified. I learned that little tidbit from Ryan. I hate Romo Lampkin. We've been having to dissect a cat. Unless that's a spoiler that he's not on the show. Back to remember. They forgot how to be cows. And I love that Badger has a flamingo pin on during that whole thing. I was almost the pink Power Ranger. I was never allowed to watch Power Rangers. With the pillow? Pain is scary. To yeah. cause confusion and lawlessness is Jane's most treasured dream. Jane, the man they call Jane. This Jane has a name. Her name is Vera. Catherine, are you a warrior woman? It's exactly the feel of the Old West, only with spaceships. He's literally on acid the entire time. He forgot about the weird alien cow thing. And the mustache. We are so crazy. Anyway, yeah, back anyway. to the right show. Say hi, y'all. Hi, y'all. This is a commercial Ruffle. for Poofwa Exchange. Yes. Poofwa Exchange. Say it again. Poofwa Exchange. Poofwa Exchange. Poofwa Exchange. Can you spell that, please? Batman. Batman. Say Potterfic Weekly. In this episode, we feature typically Puffwanian on-topic discussion. Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> I can touch my toes to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. It's like the Manhattan Project. Don't take offense to this, guys. You guys are the most dysfunctional people. <laughs> no, they're not! <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Where the story never ends. Mm-hmm. 
welcome to Potterfic Weekly, episode 129. We are covering chapters 8 through 14 of Night Zephyr's Points of No Return. I'm Kelly. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. And I'm Abby. We uh, hope that you're still with us in the story. We're having a good time <laughs> with this here. Mm-hmm. And um, we start off this week with Hermione has brought everyone to the library because she's got a special project. She's researching what it is that Ron seems to be able to do now. And, of course, she is surrounded by giant stacks of books. <laughs> I, I want to know what muscles that you can twinge while you're sitting on a broom. Well, I'm kind of mm. curious. I have this cramp in my calf from sitting on my broom all afternoon. I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in your thigh, if you have to, uh, like, balance. You might have to grip with your legs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're wrapping your legs around the broom, you have to grip and stuff. I'm sure some groin muscle, too. Groin muscle action there. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, they're not in the library. They're in the common room. Right. Oh, yeah. Out of the library. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She got them all back to the common room. Did she, like, she must have. She levitated them. She had to. Guardian Leviosa them back in her mobile. Or she made them lighter. Bottomless book bag. Bottomless book bag. They had a business going, ah! (laughs) (laughs) She just turned them feather light. Yeah, she just dumped the whole library. Front them, carry them all in her pocket. They talk about this potion a couple of chapters later that can turn everything smaller. She's researching empathy and telepathy. Also, telepathy, yeah. And he's actually a rare combination of both. I'm still confused about what exactly it is that he can do. I mean, he can sense emotions, he can reflect them back, but he can also Mm -hmm. read thoughts, right? Yeah, I think it's more of a. Especially when there's a, a high emotion associated with something going on with that person. Like, he's not Mm -hmm. surrounded by hearing what everybody's thoughts are at the moment. He has to concentrate on it, or if it's somebody he knows really well and they're feeling particularly strongly about something, it draws him in. And before this point, he's had to be kind of falling asleep for anything to happen. So Yeah, he's Mm got to be really relaxed. She's got all of these books that she's already read, (laughs) and he's going, huh? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. See, this is the Hermione explains everything chapter. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotta have one of those. And, and I love right. that, that uh, at one point they're like, okay, um, Hermione, could you now explain it to me in English in little words that a three-year-old can understand? Because I'm really lost. Right. <laughs> exactly. She's like, okay, you know, read it yourself. It starts here. <laughs> yeah. I need a Cliff Notes version of what you just said. <laughs> she needs a pop-up book. Uh, for Ron, for Ron. picture. <laughs> yeah. And then she tells him he needs to be in divination. Trinali's yeah. going to yep. love you. He's like, uh, um, are you feeling okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. can you imagine from what we hear, she'll probably take credit and she'll say that she helped him realize his latent power. And, you know, she opened <laughs> his third eye. <laughs> Yeah. Right. She taught him everything he knows. That's why he's falling on his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the least attentive students in her class turns out to be the actual seer. Eh, yeah, but he's not, he's not so exactly a seer, a seer but, you know, it's a divination related talent. Well, maybe. It isn't really, but it's the closest they have, I guess. Right. It's not even clairvoyance or anything like that. He's not seeing anything that's happening elsewhere unless he really has a close connection with somebody's mind. But. Well, and he's not seeing anything that is not happening at that time. It's yeah. not like. Yeah. 
he can tell well, you what, what tomorrow's lottery numbers are or anything like that. So right. yeah, exactly. It's, it's a time. yeah, it's a present view. That's what clairvoyance yeah. is, though. It's seeing the present somewhere else. Precognition, oh. seeing the future, and I forget what the one is for seeing the past. It's sort of become an umbrella term for anything like that, but if you look up the original definition of clairvoyance, it's just seeing clearly something that's happening not where you are. Right. Kind of like Harry's visions of Voldemort. He's seeing stuff that's actually happening. Yeah, it's a very good comparison, because what we've got here is we have Harry, who... Voldy is in his head, and Ron is in everybody's head. <laughs> so I guess it could also be a, a kind of a form of legitimacy, but not quite. Yeah. Maybe, but remember that Voldy projected Sirius being attacked, and that's what made Harry go to the Ministry of Magic. And I right, don't think Ron that, can do that, though. But that wasn't a future event. That was a focused, in, in Harry's case, with Sirius at the Ministry of Magic. That was a focused vision. Yeah. And Harry couldn't tell if it was real or not. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, though, that things like this are coming up in here. And this is a 50-year story. So yeah. we didn't actually know anything about occlumency and legitimacy at this point when, right. when she was writing this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. And there it is. And there it is. So Ron is trying to struggle through all the piles of books around Hermione. They decide that they are going to include Ginny on their plan to test his ability because, one, he's already been in her head at least once, twice now, actually. And she is the person who's really the closest to him because they, they grew up together. They're only a year apart in large family. You know, you're, you're going to get siblings, very close siblings. She's not mad. She finds out that he's been invading her privacy. She can't really and control it, so it's not his fault. Right. Yeah. And she says, well, I told you about the one thing already, so that's okay. And as long as you're not invading my privacy when I'm... With someone know, I actually like. Yeah, in an intimate type of moment, then you're probably <laughs> right. cool. And like, Ron's like, I don't want to be seeing that anyway. I can't imagine uh, 11 year old Ron being as fine with this as this Ron is. It's like, oh yeah, oh, well. I'm really close to my little sister. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that close. Ah! And that also, was actually surprising and, for me. I actually have a feeling that this has to do with puberty. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because at 12 years old, right on the edge of this, if he had been past puberty at the time that all this stuff was happening with Ginny, I think he would have had more of a clue because of this. That's just a theory. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> And yeah. It seems to work for this fic because he's just starting to notice certain things that he's never noticed before, and it's frustrating him. Typical teenage puberty-enhanced testosterone yeah. poisoning. <laughs> well, it says here they have to be at least mid-teen or older because they need some level of emotional maturity, which, right. you know, emotional yeah. range of a teaspoon makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're all like, emotional maturity? Rod? Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. He says, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I haven't jumped on the action figure of Vicky for a week now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I've only thrown the furniture out the door a couple of times because I can't yeah. my Patronus. <laughs> so he goes to Trelawney and tells her that he wants to do his term paper on telepathy. It's a combination of telepathy and empathy. Right. And, of course, she does this, you know, beware the eyes of March, young Weasley. No, whatever. <laughs> she looked at me yeah. as if it's the last paper I'm ever going to do before I die. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Poor Ron. 
<laughs> How much you look at Harry then? Harry's always the one that's good at that. Yeah. Right. Harry's like thrilled. Umbridge is involved. Uh-huh. Yeah, Harry's thrilled that she, he's not going to die now. Ron is. <laughs> From what I understand, and I don't remember if I read this in a fic or if it was in the books, is that at least one person every year has the eye of doom upon them. Oh, yeah. That's the first time she says that Harry's going to die in book three. And they go into transfiguration class and they're all sort of shaky and McGonagall is going, okay, which one of you is going to die this year? They're like, what? (laughs) So it was in the book, okay. Yeah, it was in the book. She's predicted a student is going to die for the past 15 years and none of them has died yet. (laughs) So I'm not taking that as an excuse not to do your homework. No, okay, that's right. I think even the twins after, well, how about divination? Who's going to die this year? Ginny decides... After they do this experiment, whatever it is, she wants Harry to help her with potions. And he's like, me? Potions? Really? And Hermione's like, I don't think it's all about the potions homework here. Exactly. She's like, "Mm, I know flirting when I see flirting. (laughs) Uh And Ron's just sort of looking a little wary. Yeah, I think Ron is bipolar in this thing. Sometimes he's very sensitive and very mature, a great guy, and he gets along great with his sister, and then suddenly he's scowling at Harry because Jenny wants to spend time with him. Yes, well, apparently telempaths feel everything very, very strongly. Well, blame it on that one. So do teenagers. Ron explodes all the time. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) He does actually tell them how she felt and what she was thinking when... Riddle lured her into the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, well, let's start. The experiment goes really well. They're able to do everything, and so then this is the next. They're big doing thing. a bunch of the sort of. And I, I love that Hermione telepathy things. Like, look at this yeah. card and see if you can tell me what they're looking at and exactly. what color is this. They go through that, and Ron just <laughs> is doing everything completely easily. Is anything I love more Hermione is pissed. Yeah. I know Hermione is pissed because they are doing too well. She designed this experiment. God dang it. That's funny. You know how you do the tell me what card I'm holding? Mm -hmm. Just to goof off. I had a class when I was in high school called Applied Psychology. Uh And this class had debates. And the teacher was great because somebody would come in and say, I want to talk about such and such. And so the whole rest of the class, all we did the whole class time was discuss this one thing. And we had complaints about what was going on with the school. We had complaints about how they changed the food in the cafeteria. I mean, it was just, and we did actually do stuff with applied psychology. We talked about telepathy. We talked about ESP. We talked to, I'm just supernatural. We talked about ghosts. We talked everything. Okay. It's a great class. Well, there was this gal who sat behind me. She and I had the same last name. We're not related. We're the only two people in the high school with the same last name. Okay. It was before my brother started high school. So it was me and Marsha. And Marsha and I would sit back to back and do the ESP cards and Uh get like 80%. 75 percent drive the teacher crazy he's like you two like joined at the back of the head no (laughs) just have similar thought patterns yeah he's a goof off like that he's like are you cheating no we're not cheating give us another deck have us sit on opposite sides of the room yeah, and he actually did that, and it was it was fun. And that's what and they're really, doing with this. They keep moving exactly Ginny and Ron farther and farther apart to see if right. they can still. Yeah, connect. and they go from simple colors to images to just the thought 
places and Ron is facing this whole thing. I mean, this was a test. Ron would get an outstanding. Yeah. Which I'm sure is nice for him. He hasn't yeah. had things that he's really, really good at before. Yeah. I was actually surprised by how quickly he embraced the whole telepathy thing. I mean, I would think it would be a little bit weird for him, maybe. Because, I don't know, it could go two ways. He could hate the fact that he has this ability, or he can embrace it and be, I'm special, you right. know? Right. So he just kind of embraces it, and he goes, you know what? I know how to do this. I need to train myself. Let's do it. He, he fell into a very neutral place. Yeah, but the problem the is middle. that he needs to have somebody professional, not Hermione. Yeah. As far as getting graded on it and stuff, yeah. But that's what Trelawney is supposed to be for. It doesn't exactly fit professional, but yeah, you know. <laughs> Why do I get sudden flashes of, we need a real teacher? <laughs> Again, <laughs> pre-Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, could be worse. It could be Umbridge. We don't want to do that. No, there will be no Umbridge in this fic. She didn't exist yet. Hermione finally says, okay, if all of this is so easy for you, try and think of some specific situation and see if you can describe everything that Ginny's thinking about. And they decide to do when she first got into the chamber, which nobody else was there for. Right, right. Because they've all been having a great time with this, except Hermione's getting a little irritated. And Mm -hmm. so this kind of puts a damper on things a little bit. And then Ginny says, well... I didn't mind doing that so much, but I really do need to work on this paper. So she and Harry have to go off because he promised to help her with that. And that leaves Hermione as the only person that Ron can experiment with, which he really does not want to do. (laughs) Gee, why not? (laughs) And one of the things that we find out is that you can't tell lies through this. It's got to be the truth. So he's he's Mm -hmm. really worried what she's going to find out about him. At the point of time where you really don't want to admit your emotions, you're having to learn all about various people's emotions. Yeah, and you can't even think to yourself in this. The person who Ron is connected with, there's no hiding from Ron. So every Mm -hmm. thought that even comes into your head, he will know it. So it's very intimidating. That turns out to not quite be the case, actually. Hermione does manage to block him out on a few points or just not think about something until after they're not connected anymore. Well, yeah, she stops herself thinking about things. If she makes an unconscious thought, something that she would say to herself while she's answering something else, she can't hide that. And that says a lot for her because how hard is it if you say to yourself, okay, I don't want to think about that because such and such, a, you know, because he'll mm-hmm. find out or whatever. That's the don't only thing you're going to think about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The pink elephants are in the room. There's a lot of them all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. There. She said, okay, you know, Ron, you and I will do the experiment. And he's like, uh, okay, how am I going to get out of this? I'm really tired. Won't this screw up the results? You know, and she can counter him at every time. And and now he's like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to do it. They pretty much just bugger it up because they're trying too hard. And he really doesn't want to. So you all I know this isn't going here. to work. So you all don't get lost here. We're actually on the next chapter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we moved into yeah. chapter nine. Well, he's chapter nine. Here. Her first question is, so you've connected with Ginny. You've connected with this mystery girl. You haven't connected to anybody else, right? And, of course, he connected to her when they were in the cabinet in the library, and he's sort of going, uh, no, no, I haven't connected to anybody. Not at all. Liar. (laughs) 
Liar, liar, pens liar. on fire. No, we talked about shocking oh, pens, remember? No, that's right. Oh, I guess it was liar, liar, liar. Princess Bride. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love Carol King. So they concentrate, and he's like trying really hard not to because he doesn't want it to happen. Part of it is he doesn't want to connect, and part of it is he's afraid that if he doesn't connect, that she's going to feel bad. And so he's kind of torn two ways, and that's pretty much what happens. She feels bad that they don't connect. And yeah. Even though she said, well, that's just silly. I won't feel bad if we can't connect. This is just an experiment. She still does because she likes it. Well, and I'm wondering if he's afraid that this is going to go both ways. Yeah. She's going to find out something. Yeah. He finally decides, okay, I don't want to screw things up with her. So she's about to give up and he says, well, maybe we should try and relax while also being worried about doing this. So they're on opposite corners of the room. They've decided that they're going to concentrate on something that they had done once before together, thinking that maybe that would make the connection easier. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't work. And Ron just finally gets fed up and snaps and starts yelling and slamming his foot into a chair. And Hermione mm-hmm. is just not, isn't taking this very well either. And she asks him the question, who is this? You said this happened to three people. Who's the third person? Mm-hmm. And he won't tell. Yeah. Her. Oh, yeah. Well, he's angry. He bursts out that it was three rather than two. And she tries to right. correct him and then says, no, I know it's three because he's angry and isn't thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. He projects that it was you. And she turns mm-hmm. around and says, what to say? Mm-hmm. He hadn't said anything. Yeah, so then, now we have the breakthrough. Right. And I love that there's a spider coming down behind him and she sees it and he can't. And she's like, ha that spider's going to get him. And he's like, and if that spider gets me, and she's like, oh, I didn't say that out loud. And that's when mm-hmm. they and, really figure it out. And that they're actually connected already. I mean, it, it goes along the whole thing of strong emotions. You know, they're fighting, they're screaming, they're blaming each other. And mm-hmm. that's when the connection Trying happens. to be calm doesn't really work for Ron. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he needs the emotions. Getting worked up that did it. Not when it comes to Hermione. It's just something that's over the edge because once that... It was getting worked out on something other than working on the connection. Right. Once that hurdle has been passed, then you won't have that problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That initial... initial, He's worked out where the door to her mind is and he can can find it. Yeah, he's figured out that pathway. They have this whole conversation where Ron is just thinking and Hermione still talking, I guess, because she's not used to just thinking something to someone. It's just weird. And, of course, in that place where they are right now, everything is bare. I mean, there's nothing hiding, at least not from Hermione's side. That's when she reveals that she was afraid that they wouldn't be able to connect because when you're a girl who has a crush on a guy, this is a big deal to be able to connect. The whole time that they're having the conversation, they're in physical contact with each other. So then they have to do the, let's try this from a distance. Right. Mm-hmm. And it still works from across the room. Do you think it's stronger or it's different if they have eye contact or skin contact? I think the skin contact in the beginning made it easier. Right. Mm-hmm. And then once he figured out the pathway, then he doesn't need it anymore, but he kind of likes it. <laughs> But feels different from the connection that he has with Ginny. She wants to know if it feels the same way or not. So they've moved apart from each other, and now they decide that they've got to see if it works if they can't see each other, so they turn back into their corners. But he is, in his mind, decided he still wants to be able to see her. So even though Mm -hmm. he's staring into the wall, he can still, quote, see her where she is. Mm -hmm. 
Which, mm-hmm. yeah, and the same for her. Adds another dimension to this. Absolutely. They were both thinking the same thing at the time, and so now they can both see where they are, mm-hmm. even though they're not looking. He asked him if do. this is the same as it is with Ginny, and he has to say, uh, no. <laughs> Ginny and Hermione are different people, so obviously they're not going to feel the same way about the same thing. Mm-hmm. It would be different even just with your sister and a friend, and when it's your sister and the girl you're interested in, of course it's going to be different. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's going to feel different with Harry, and it's going to feel different with whomever he connects. Like, everyone feels differently. I mean, maybe I like chocolate, but somebody else, you know, is allergic to chocolate, so they can't even look at it, you right. know? So it's just that feeling that every person has. So I wouldn't think that anyone would feel the same anyway. Well, it's everybody's presence is different. If you're in a room with somebody who has a presence, they're going to feel different. I mean, Mm -hmm. just subconsciously, you know, the difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so... They decide to test it even further, and they're going to play basically hide-and-seek. She has right. him mm-hmm. disconnect from her, and she's going to go somewhere and wait for 15 minutes. And he has to find her. Not only does he have to figure out where she is or find her that way, but he has to be able to tell her what she's thinking yeah. for this experiment. This, this chapter is a little confusing in the fact that it does change points of view between one paragraph and the next. Yeah. And not I made a note about one, that. One section at a time where you usually have a section that is from a person's point of view. This one actually goes back and forth between one point of view and another in from one paragraph to the next. And so it can be a little confusing. And you actually have to read it. You, you need to read it slowly. You can't skim through this. So you'll be lost as to who's saying what. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if you're doing it on the text reader like I am, where you don't get to see the little italics things and the little asterisk <laughs> things, you're really lost, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it does <laughs> mostly follow the sections, actually. But you, you can they are both observing what the other one is doing. So some of it, like, um, it's at one point it mentions that Ron's disappointed with breaking the connection and it's following his point of view. He's also looking at Hermione and can see when she gets a gleam in her eyes and gets an idea. And she says something. He just knows it's her getting an idea. I have a question about this chapter, actually. When did Ron get picked? Um, end of book four, because Sirius had, uh, or no, end of book three. Book three, because yeah. Yeah, Sirius has oh, sort of sure. problem of scabbers, because... Scabbers is Pettigrew, and so he right. sends him a little mini owl instead. A wee baby owl. Yeah, I think he gets named in book four. He gets sent off to Harry with a letter and uh, says, Oh, Jimmy named this owl Pickwidgeon, but now he only responds to that. So I call him Pig. <laughs> right. Never <laughs> <laughs> okay. let your little Mr. Name things. Alexander, you're being a pig. He wants in. He's literally hanging on my screen door. <laughs> I will oh, be dear. right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Yes, sir. I have a dog who is sleeping on the floor. I managed to absolutely clean my bedroom yesterday to the point of there's no laundry on the floor. Everything's in the hamper. There are no books piled up all over the place. They're all neatly in the corner or on the shelves. And the dog is like, Mommy, what am I supposed to lie on? (laughs) I don't have anywhere to hide my bones. (laughs) My dog is really entertaining right now. This stew that my grandmother makes 
and she sends us uh, this big bone, and he's been chewing on it the whole day. So he's quiet right now. What do you have? I have a chihuahua. A little chihuahua. chihuahua. Yes. When your dog barks, he doesn't sound like a chihuahua. (laughs) Everybody thinks he's a girl or a baby. (laughs) Yesterday, I went to a birthday party Mm -hmm. for the dog I pet sit for. He turned 10. There was probably, I think there were 27 dogs at the party. Oh, my God. And they had it at doggy daycare. Buckley wore a tuxedo. (laughs) Buckley is the yellow lab. Yes, Buckley is the yellow lab. I would say half of the dogs there were yellow labs. We had a toast, so the dogs all got chicken broth and bowls. They they got a little toast. And then they all got cupcakes. It was really fun. They had a little obstacle course that they did. (laughs) I I almost got you uh, a new client, Sue. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was talking to somebody on on Saturday. Apparently, their dog sitter was downloading movies through their connection onto his computer. She says, oh, I'm going to have to talk to my dog sitter. I'm like, you need a dog sitter? (laughs) She lives in Eugene. I said, oh, I have a friend who dog sits. She lives down near Portland. She says, oh, our summer cabin is off of Portland to get to it. (laughs) I'm thinking, hey, you just drop the dog off at her house. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I need. (laughs) That's not good. That's, you know, when you're in other people's houses, you need to be respectful. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if you're painting somebody else's house, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, too. Absolutely. So. Oh, goodness. Sorry. Okay. End tangent. All right. um, She's going to go hide from Ron. It's hide and seek Hermione. Hide and seek Hermione. He's going to count to 20. No, that's not. First, she thinks she's going to go to the Lowry just because that's an odd place to go and he won't think of that. But then once she gets there, she's reminded of her vacation with her parents and decides, hey, I'll see if I can focus really hard on that. And he won't even be able to notice what I'm thinking because I won't be thinking about where I am. See, this is where I got confused with what exactly Ron could do because she has this image in her head and they can actually walk through it, Mm -hmm. which is what I found a little weird. This is where you get your super soulmate powers in this chapter. Yes. (laughs) Where's Rinna when we need her? (laughs) Really? Super soulmate powers. It's probably an idealized version of what the beach was like, but she's trying to remember as much about it as she can. And so he taps into that and they can actually see each other and walk down the beach. They have basically a date on a French beach that doesn't exist. It's all, you know what it, it almost reminds me of too. It reminds me of the pensive. Yeah. Because yeah. she's remembering this. So this is actually part of her memory, but they're not only viewing the memory, but they're interacting with it. Right. What I found also a little weird was that she focuses so he could feel the sand and the water and the moss. In my head, I'm just going, well, you can really transmit sensations. You can transmit how and make you feel. So this year yeah. I got a little confused about how exactly the telepathy works. Yeah, because Some of it is probably his own imagination as well. But yeah, yeah, it's sensory. Provided Neither. a template. Sure. Yeah, because he even gets bit by the crab. Yeah, right. and soaked yeah, by the wave. Doesn't or he get soaked in the water? Pinched by yeah. the crab, because crabs don't bite, as Hermione tells him. <laughs> and then, and so, yeah, so you have to wonder, did she get soaked by the wave while she was there 
and that's how she knew it was going to happen? Or did she just know that the wave was going to come up there and she tricked him into getting soaked by the wave? Well, mm -hmm. didn't it say that she was watching the tide? Yeah, she was watching the tide. But my question is, did it happen to her and that's how she was able to put him into that situation? Or was it just her projecting and she was just able to get him? I mean, it, it could have been sense? an observation, right? You know, mm -hmm. I could see it as, okay, this is her memory and in her memory she's standing there and she gets soaked so she's going to set it up so that he is the one that stands there when it happens mm -hmm. or it is a little weird because he's surprised and it's not something he'd probably imagine himself right. happening. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I love him. He's like, you better be running. <laughs> She's sitting there laughing at him. And he's wearing rope. Yeah. Another thing which I also found funny was that Hermione, when she's barely starting to think about the beach, she talks about how vacations with her parents, you know, she likes them, but now she misses the boys. And there's this line about how parents come up with the most boring vacation activities. In my head, I'm just thinking, what could Hermione find boring? I guess going to the beach itself may be boring. But just, well, I'm just thinking, okay, I just go on vacation with my parents all the time, but I love museums. I can stay in a museum the whole day, but my younger brother, he cannot give them a pool. He will stay in the pool the whole day, <laughs> but there's no road trips. There's no museums. There's no, oh, let's go travel to the ferry. Oh, let's go to this, this small town. You know, it's really quaint and it has a lot of history. You know, so I'm thinking, okay, maybe the beach itself is boring because I don't get it. What would Hermione find boring, honestly? Whose train? It's my train. Okay. <laughs> the she really was on a train. Through. It's right in front of my house. It was just like, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a schedule, so it can cross whenever it feels like it. Uh -huh. so, so he gets her with the Weasley water torture in that he gives her a yep. great big wet hug to make sure she's as wet as he is. And then we have the whole movie moment when they're laughing and then suddenly it turns serious and they're looking into each other's eyes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we have the camera going 360 around them and uh, the perfect movie moment. Mm -hmm. And then she slams the door in his face. Well, first he kisses her. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Then first. she slams the door in his face. Yeah. And now, yeah. Now he's got to really physically go find her. Apparently he's been doing that some of the time while he was looking for where. I don't know if it's before he connected or even while they've been on the beach because he's only a few corridors away at this point and manages to mm -hmm. block the door before she can leave. So to the next chapter. And he actually sending says that. Sending an owl. New euphemisms. What have we like had now? Playing wallpaper. guitar, sending an owl, <laughs> hanging wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. Studying. Nah, studying is always popular euphemism. Right. Going to the library. <laughs> exactly. We're well, going to be on the Quidditch pitch. We know mm -hmm. that Hermione likes that library stuff, so there we go. <laughs> So yeah, it's it does say that Ron had begun to search her out while they were still connected, and luckily had been nearly yeah. there. So yeah, he's able to block her path. He wants to know what's going on because he felt all these completely conflicting emotions to everything they'd just been doing. So he's confused, which is completely normal. I don't understand what he expected. Well, I guess he's a hormonal teenage boy. He's just thinking, you know, about instant gratification. But well, you know, and, and and she doesn't know. 
what he wants to do with this, and he doesn't either. Right. And she's afraid that this is just all made up. And he is like, great, I have ruined my friendship with this person. Now what? Because he already denied what happened in the library in the last set of chapters. Right. Yeah. She's afraid he's going to do that again, and he's just toying with her. I'm surprised they didn't touch on the emotional aspect. I mean, on the fact that Ron can sense emotion. Because I'm sure that Ron felt Hermione feeling this overwhelming urge to kiss him. And maybe she felt it too. It becomes not a vicious circle, but a circle where she feels something and he reflects it back. So I'm surprised they didn't mention it at all. So it was just a thought. Well, and she's crying and he says, okay, tell me what I can do to make this better. How do I fix this? And she says, I don't know if you want to fix it. And so now he's trying. He's like, okay, well, I came to find you. And she said, well, we're going to be friends. And then it goes into the Charmless Carol and her feelings Mm -hmm. that night. Their feelings really that night. They're doing the typical thing because they're both worried that the other one just wants to be friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They are circling around each other. They won't say what they really feel, which Mm -hmm. is stupid because they know it. I mean, Ron knows it. Teenagers, again. And he finally confesses that he was afraid. And she thinks he's afraid of being seen with her. You know, little Miss Know-It-All, Miss Miss Prefect. And so she's throwing his words back at him. And that's not what he was thinking at all. He was afraid that she wouldn't feel the same way. And because he was feeling everything so strongly and he's never felt that kind of thing before. He just didn't know what to do with it. He doesn't say that he doesn't know how he feels. He just says that he's afraid about how much he feels. And he has been in denial about it earlier, but he sort of got past that a few chapters ago. But it's also that whole teenage, I have so many emotions bottled up inside of me, I think I'm going to blow up phase anyway. So that doesn't help. (laughs) No. And we go against to the fact that they don't know where they stand with each other because they don't say it ever. They just go, well, I kind of like you. I kind of like you too. And they kiss and what? I mean, even at the end of these chapters, there's no... I don't want to say label, but, you know, there's still not an agreement about what they are exactly. Well, you don't expect us to talk about feelings. I mean, really? Uh, no. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> no, no, no. And then they're having this great moment and Pig is jealous. Runs into Ron's head. Pig is trying to pull Ron's hair out <laughs> one strand <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Here I am, you're owl. You didn't even notice. You haven't said hi. <laughs> And they figure they've probably gone through enough experimentation and testing to know what some of the stuff that he can do. And Ron says, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should repeat that last bit because they were just kissing. Want to go send an owl later? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to dinner and they run into Snake, of course. And Ron decides they can't tell him that they've been doing research because who's going to believe that he's been doing research? So... We're spending an hour. And which, of course, Snape doesn't believe either, but no. there's nothing really he can say. This reminded me of, so, you and Ginny do it? Yeah. <laughs> what? How many times? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so evil. Mm. You are evil. Evil, evil. Evil. So we get back to 
Harry's point of view, and he doesn't know what's going on because they did come into dinner. This is Harry's point of view from the next day. It's a little bit odd to read. Yeah. They came into dinner and they were talking to each other and they left again without talking and he's wondering if they've had a fight again, except it doesn't really feel the same way because usually you can tell with them and it's kind of weird and he doesn't know what's going on. He's waiting for Ron to tell him and he doesn't. Ginny is also extremely curious. Curious, yeah. <laughs> They're trying to find Ron and Hermione this after dinner. And it looked like Ron actually hugged Hermione. Nah, I must be kidding. Nah, that can't be true. Ron yeah. wouldn't have done that. He doesn't have the nerve. And now Harry feels like a quote-unquote harassment is in order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah. The curious thing is that Ron and Hermione have come into the common room and kind of like stormed through it, gone to the foot of the stairs so that she's going to go up to the right, he's going to go up to the left or however it works. And everybody's expecting him just to stomp off. And instead of stomping off, they just kind of sit there and stare at each other. And we know and they're communicating with each other, but nobody else has a clue. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're probably just smiling at each other with goofy smiles. And so Harry's like, so what happened to Hermione? Ron's like, what? 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 When? Huh? When? <laughs> what do you mean? And Hermione who? <laughs> I don't know what he Hermione. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, remember the experiment? It's like, oh, oh all right, yeah, right. That. The experiment. <laughs> <laughs> the experiment. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That worked. <laughs> that worked really well. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go study now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> they tried all the things he did with Ginny, and it, everything worked. He doesn't really know how any of that can help him with Dementors, but... Yeah, and so Rod, or Harry's got a great idea. He thinks they should go to... Yay, Harry, for one! Voluntarily going for outside help. <laughs> you know, like I said, it's that whole, how about a professional going to look at this, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To be fair, they did do that in the first book. It just didn't work. Welcome to the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. To hear your selection in English, please press 1. Please listen to your options carefully, as our selection has recently changed. Rotary callers, please remain on the line for assistance. For admissions in the Magical Quill, please press 1. For building maintenance and key-related questions, please press 2. For information on Quidditch match rain delays, please press 3. For the Headmaster's Administrative Assistant, please press 4. Welcome to the office of Headmaster Albus Dumbledore. Please listen to your options carefully, as our selection has recently changed. Rotary callers, please remain on the line for assistance. If you are calling from the Ministry of Magic, please press 1 or hang up at this time. If you are calling regarding your lemon drop order, please press 2. If your call involves a batshit crazy lunatic in a badly fitting turban about to revive the Dark Lord and plunge the wizarding world into ruin, please press 3. Welcome to the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. To hear your selection in English, please press 1. Tried to tell McGonagall and she was like, eh, no, that doesn't, that's not going to happen. Go back to your common yeah. room. Yes. <laughs> and the second one, too, because they wanted to tell Lockhart about, <laughs> yeah. you know, how to get into the Chamber of Secrets. And, and Lockhart was talking. <laughs> yes. We figured out I how you could kill the Bathalisk. Oh, that's Where great. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Urgent message. Must go fix my sick mother. Oh, dear. Exactly. Yep. He has a photo shoot, so he has to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and they talk I about have, I must have my ends trimmed. I must go. Bye. <laughs> he has to wet in his teeth, too. I'm having my teeth polished. So, 
Anyway, off of Lockhart. <laughs> they go to Dumbledore's office to... Uh... Harry blackmails him into it. He says, well, we could go talk to Dumbledore, or I could tell Trelawney that you're an empath. Hmm, choices, choices. <laughs> yeah. Decisions, decisions. Well, Fran talks about how Dumbledore is going to be laughing behind his back because crazy Trelawney made this prophecy about him. And I'm just going, Dumbledore will be the last one to dismiss Trelawney because he knows how accurate she can occasionally be. They're in the office and it's really close to a burning day for Fox. You ever notice that every time Harry goes to Dumbledore's office, Fox is about to burst into flame? It's just me. Not no. every time, but a few. He burns I, a lot, that's fine. And from, and from what I understand from mythology from Phoenix, yeah, they is, don't burn very often. It's yeah. like every couple of years, like every decade, not every... Or 500, depending on which one you look at. Yeah. But you know, apparently not every other these month. ones are on monthly cycles. Every <laughs> I don't know. Every oh, yeah. or something. That time of the month. I heard that one too. I figure it's you know. probably once a term or something like that. Still, every four months. I don't know if it actually well. says anywhere. Because Harry is usually at the end in Dumbledore's office at the end of the year, and that's when Fox is burning. So maybe it's every six months or so. So Dumbledore comes in and scratches him on the head and says. You just go whenever you're ready, old boy, and I'll be here waiting for you when you get back. And Ron has no idea what's going on, because I guess Harry didn't share that particular bit of information. And that's when they found out that they got permission for all of them to go to the cannon game on Ron's birthday. Even Hermione's parents have given permission, so now Ron just has to ask her to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we just lost the baseball game. Too much talking about the cannons. Too much Houston. Okay, so not only can Harry go, but Hermione... Hermione can go too. I and there's notice in the first set of chapters that it was happening in Ireland. I don't know if I just missed that. Yeah, it, no. it did say it was in Ireland. Mm-hmm. What was they, that? There was a whole thing where they were sending Valeria or whatever her name is on a I'm ship sorry. to Ireland. And I didn't get what that was about until we got to this chapter and it mentioned the match again. I said, what was that? And it was the dog going, <laughs> and I thought it was through my headphones. I was like, what the heck? You know, I'm thinking I didn't hear anything unusual, so I yeah, know. me neither. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, well, the TV's on mute, so and I've got one ear half uncovered, so I can hear a little bit of what's going on around me. And she just really snorted really loud. That's what it was. She just woke uh, up and looked at me like, "Is that you?" <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop snoring, Mom? You're waking yeah. up. <laughs> wow. So Dumbledore has known about Ron. He recognized it. Of Ron. course. Ron's like, uh, how'd you know? I didn't even know. I don't understand. But they talk about that a little bit and then they tell him they need to figure out a way to teach Ron to be able to get rid of him. So now Dumbledore's on the case. This is a very competent Dumbledore in this fic. I noticed he does everything quite nicely for them. We haven't got into the Oh, either Dumbledore's falling apart at the seams or Dumbledore's manipulative puppet master type or any of that, because that all sort of showed up in fifth book again. Mm -hmm. He does let him know that the Patronus might be a great thing, but you might also have other options. And Ron's like, I do? And he talks about how he thinks Ron has more ability than the telepath recorded in history. 
because mm-hmm. he... There were apparently signs when he was younger. Yeah, I would like to know what those are. I suspect there are also better books about it in Dumbledore's personal library or something. Yes, but of course Dumbledore's not going to let you know about it because you have to figure it out for yourself. It's a growing thing. So, they're in Potions class later and they miss the Cubs. Poor Ron, he's come in almost late, so he's going to work with Neville and of course, that's always fun. (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of drama for your potions. Yeah, and he's trying to... Counting pincers. I don't know what pincers are what, but uh, I I missed where it says that, if it does. It doesn't. (laughs) Okay. He's just trying to count the pincers into the potion, and things keep blowing by and knocking over his count. Earwig pincers. Oh, those are tiny. (laughs) There you go. That's why he needs tweezers. Right. And he's, yeah, and things keep happening. Neville knocks him over at one point, and then... At least, I was expecting he'd knock a bunch of them into the potion and things would explode, but that at least didn't happen. That's true. And then an owl comes in, and of course, the wash from its wings knocks the pile Flies over them all again. over the place. Right. But he does manage to stop it before it drops the letter in the cauldron, which would have had an interesting effect, I'm sure. Of course. Would have ruined things, at the very least. You'd think they would train the Hogwarts messenger owls, you know, don't drop things in open liquids. <laughs> well, but they do it all the time in the cereal and stuff, too. So. Right. Yeah. They also land in their cereal. I remember chips I flying everywhere. That was Errol, yeah. though. Yes, was it was. <laughs> Lands in anything. Poor Errol. You just can't quite keep the lift. So we have a letter, and, and it's basically, Dear Mr. Weasley, we found a bugger for you. We're going to send it down to Snape's potion office, and he's going to be there to oversee you. And Ron's going, uh-huh. oh, great. <laughs> Can the day get any worse? Right. <laughs> yeah. Best thing I ever wanted. Make a fool of myself in front of Snape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. However, Snape once- seems a little less sneering than normal. <laughs> We haven't really interacted with him much except for running yeah. into him on the way out of the owl race. So. Yeah. There's not quite so much trouble between Ron and Snape as there is between Harry and Snape, I guess. So. That's true. Although he does tell him that he's not going to be able to help him out tonight if he doesn't get his potion done, because then he's going to have to be actually finishing his potion instead of doing the other stuff. So right. now Ron's really got to concentrate on his potion done. Yeah, he finally just tells Neville, okay, I, I'll do it myself. Just uh, sit over there. and <laughs> Poor Neville. Yes, this is pre-Book 5 Neville also, so... But fortunately, when they finally show up in potions class that evening, it turns out Snape has been detained with something or other, and they'll just have to deal with Dumbledore instead, Which to which Ron is like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he tried to get away without having Hermione there because he didn't want to make a fool of himself in front of her either. And she got sad and upset and he couldn't stand it. So he said, well, of course I want you to come. Right. Because mm-hmm. they've got him there and Harry there because he's the one who knows about Patronus charms. And they've got Ginny there because that's how Ron figures he'll manage to make the Boggart turn into a Dementor. Because mm-hmm. he's been afraid of one attacking Ginny. Right. So, so now all four of them are there. And Dumbledore sort of looks around and says, Well, I think you four can handle it. I'll just be in the office. If anything happens, let me know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. This is definitely a different Dumbledore than usual. He's much more willing to treat them like adults and let them do whatever. Yeah. And of course, when uh, he finally opens the box, it's not a Dementor that comes out, but a giant spider. 
Or at least yeah. a couple yeah. of legs that are crawling out of the box. It's like, oh, quit that and shoot sparks at it or something. So it gets Ginny up there, and, and when it comes back out again, it's kind of a combination of the two. It's a Dementor with spider hands, which is... Yeah. Nice! Yeah, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep. So... Then, he's really focusing on trying to get the patroness to work, and he's got the wisp of silver, but that's about as far as it gets, and he's not sure. Maybe he's got a different memory, what can he do? And so he starts thinking about Hermione, and manages to get at least part of an animal shape. But it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of trapped inside a ball of this mist stuff, and the animal can't really break out and become a full-fledged animal. You know, all I could think of was, you are the reason for my Patronus. <laughs> <laughs> when I was reading this, I was like, no, 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 don't go there, don't go there. Oh, well. So, and at one point, and I think we've already passed it, I can't remember where it was, Ron draws his lips into a thin line. That made me laugh, too. <laughs> Mechanical. <laughs> I missed that entirely. <laughs> Ron isn't Dumbledore. Ron is McGonagall. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think that'll work. The Dementor is making him doubt himself. Mm-hmm. So Harry Which... and, and Hermione start to kind of step in, but they don't want to because they want him to be able to handle it himself. And, and then he's trying more to concentrate on the Dementor thing, and he starts feeling actual Dementors. Right. And yeah. connects into the strange girl again. The screamer. Yep. The yep. screamer. Of course, it's just the time you want to be distracted is when you're trying to save yourself from a Dementor, but at least mm-hmm. it's a fake Dementor. So. And she thinks she's going nuts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't figured out that she's a muggle yet, which I am pretty sure she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he keeps saying she's surrounded by Dementors, but she doesn't seem to know what they are. Yeah. So that that's a pretty big giveaway. In the last chapters, they say that she's a muggle. But apparently every time he tries to ask questions about her or who she is or where she is, he gets the connection gets broken. The Bogart starts after him because he's now sucked into this vision with her and he's not really paying attention. And Harry and mm-hmm. Hermione start forward thinking, they better get over there and save them, but there's not quite enough time. And they get hit by this huge power surge, and it just kind of mind melts them all together. Ron has a plan. He's just plucking out all their fears from each of them, and that ends up confusing the Boggart. Mm-hmm. Until the he explodes. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it goes from Professor McGonagall with expulsion papers, and then it turns into Voldemort, and then it turns into another thing, and yeah, it just keeps going and going until it finally just explodes like a balloon. Dumbledore has been watching from the door in case they didn't end up being able to handle it, but Ron isn't paying any attention to that. Because he's talking to her. He's telling her to fight him and to be strong, and I will do my best to help you any way I can. Just tell me where you are. This is the screamer. He's telling this to the screamer. Right. Mm -hmm. And she just can't tell him. Finally, their connection is broken. And he's just exhausted. Drops into the chair. It takes him a minute to even think of the, oh, right, the bogger. That worked, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I tried. It's like, you tried what? I kind of connected you all. Harry was really hard to find, though. I have Robert, who... Um, Does Robert not realize that we're podcasting? The Spellcast podcast went nuts, and sorry, we have three more chapters. Give me an hour. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> He's going to die. Yeah, he can die. He knows what podcasts are. He's like, how about now? How about no? <laughs> okay, so... He's trying to explain what it is that he's done, and he just... 
and Harry is trying to explain what happened to him. There was this weird presence, and then it just sort of pulled, kind of, and then the Bogart was confused. And yeah, that was Ron coming in and accessing whatever your fear was. It's like, mm-hmm. Hermione says, did you recognize the presence at all? And Ginny says, if you could imagine what it might be like, do you think it might be tall and have red hair and a really foul mouth? <laughs> Yeah. And then he realized, he tells them that he's found the screamer and that she's probably around their age. Because he's finally been able to see her a little bit. He's worried because she's really in trouble and it feels like she might be suicidal even. Right. And And he's just not sure what's going on with that. (laughs) I like the, we're not still connected, are we? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, Harry and Ginny. Right. (laughs) A little worried about that. Yeah, because they're worried about what other's going to feel in their minds, too. And Dumbledore has a little bit more explanation about what telepaths are like and how they aren't always wizards and witches and various different things about what they can do. Ron says, okay, well, uh, one of you volunteered to carry me back to the common room, right? And they're like, uh, no. No. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hey, hey, what about the bloke who saved your lives? Like, yeah, "Yeah, walk. (laughs) (laughs) It was a boggart. (laughs) They do kind of sling their arms around it. They go into trio pose. Ron goes in the middle and leans on each of them because they're shorter than him. So it works. And we move on from there to chapter 12, which is called At the Edge. Right. And this is another Valeria chapter. Valeria. First one in this set of chapters, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Sometimes they do them one every chapter, it switches, and then sometimes there's quite a few chapters before they switch back to her. And she's at the shop trying to get some food. She doesn't know what the bills are, so she's mm. trusting the shopkeeper to give her back the right change. And of course, the woman's a little uh, curious about her. Yeah. So Tries to figure out how long she's been in town and if she needs any more help. Valeria makes up an uncle, so it'd be a little less suspicious. But. Right. And he supposedly flies in with his own airplane and brings in his own supplies, usually. I love that we're going to have my mom sneezing on this tape. <laughs> Hi, Mom. I thought that was a bird or something. There you go. I actually thought it was the door slamming. Apparently, Rio is being me this week. Yep. Yes. Or former me, anyway. Poor thing. She's, she's having a bad time with this podcast. Welcome back. Hi. We'll just uh, call you Mini Scott. Yes. Am I going to go through everyone? Because I was Jen last week, apparently. Yep. Now I'm Scott. Am I going to turn into Ryan next week? Only uh, if you monologue. And only if you bring up Battlestar Galactica. Could be yeah. Rena and be allergic to cats and have your, you know, somebody drop a cat in on you or something or like that. Something <laughs> gets struck by lightning. As long as it's not my dog, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're I'm just off. starting chapter 12. Yes. And Valeria isn't really sure how she even got here, but she figures it was the Muertos that mm-hmm. did it. And she's wandering towards mm-hmm. the ocean, looking at a slightly ruined castle. Right, that's where she's staying. She's in Ireland, by the way. Yeah, she's yeah. in For Ireland. For those of you who don't know. And gee, other people are going to Ireland, too. Hmm. Nobody that Tom Riddle would be interested in would be going to Ireland. Never, ever. She's found this little stone house that was part of the castle and is in better shape because it's smaller and everything. And she's making sure that nobody can see her going in or out because they'll be suspicious if they do. And she's startled by some movement in a window at the castle. Then a raven flies away. So she thinks, so. okay, it was just the raven. I'm not sure if it was or not. Be interesting, but actually, I think she's being stalked. I think the Dementors are in the castle. Yeah. Well, the Dementors are all around her. I think it's Tom. Maybe. Do you think he's right there, though? 
It seems like he's farther away. Well, he told her that he couldn't come himself, and that's why he needed her to go. But who knows whether he was telling the truth or not. Well, come on. Voldy always tells the truth. He would not lie to us. No, No. not at all. (laughs) He'd never do anything like that. Here, I have some Rolex watches to sell you. Oh, good, because I can't find my watch. I need a new one. So she's looking over the edge of the cliff. This is literally and figuratively, but... She doesn't want to have to hurt Harry. She knows that's what's coming, and so she's just pretty much decided to end it. She's just so desperate for all this torture to end that even though she doesn't want to, everything in her screams against hurting Harry. She will do it just so she could have some peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's been thinking about this all the time while she was lying in bed and she comes out and walks along the cliffs and finally at the end of the chapter she thinks if whoever this potter is if she doesn't do what tom wants her to at least she'll have a fighting chance maybe she should just take herself out of the equation and that would be the best thing to do and she sort of leans towards the edge of the cliff and that's where the chapter cuts off. Yeah. Of course. Dun, dun, dun. And chapter 13, we switch back entirely. It's Quidditch Trials. Woohoo! Well, and we're at Hogwarts again. Yeah, we're back okay. at Hogwarts. Charlie and his girlfriend, wife, I can't remember, girlfriend. apparently have the girlfriend. thumps, which is like the mumps, only for your feet. It's very sad. Don't want the thumps, thank you very much. No! <laughs> And of course, it's a childhood disease that the adults have, which make it all that much worse. And Mrs. Weasley is very worried about them because they may not be able to feed themselves. First, they're wizards. How hard is it to go, Akio? Akio, bowl of cereal. Yeah, then you get the milk all over your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can eat your cereal dry. But they still have these two other tickets, and they need somebody who's old enough to legally take a port key. Now, who could we find that's old enough to do that, but free enough to be able to come at the last minute? Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Enter the Weasley Twins! (laughs) The most responsible. (laughs) (laughs) Best chaperones you could ever ask for, I'm sure. You will never find someone more responsible than the Weasley Twins. Yeah, right. And I love that Fred figures out that his parents are still in the flu. He's like, George, they're still here. Act responsible. (laughs) Hi, Mom. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know. Mom's like, kill me now. Just kill me now. And Molly asked them if they were the ones causing the ruckus that they heard. He goes, oh, no, not really. Some pretty big mouths in the quarter. They have absolutely no respect. Gotta be that. McGonagall's just like, I'll thank you to knock on my door, please. <laughs> What's happened is the Weasley parents are in the fire talking about this arrangement. I didn't realize that until the point where Fred and George noticed them. They are just flewing through to talk about that, so their heads are in the fire. Fred and George burst into McGonagall's office going, Did they tell you yet? Did they tell you yet? And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And the Weasleys know about Ron. And I'm kind of sad that we don't get a scene where... We see how they find out if Dumbledore told them. I or think Dumbledore told them. I think so, too. But yeah. I, that's still kind of sad. We didn't yeah. get to see. It would have been interesting to see how they took that. What all yeah, through, because but. Oh, yeah. Very... Just like my great uncle Boris yeah. or something. Mrs. Weasley talks to Hermione because now she's the only girl. And I hope that's not going to be too much of a hardship and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no worries. 
Mm-hmm. And they've She's used to it. charmed the port key, so they're only going to be gone for the day. So you won't have to worry about sleeping arrangements or anything. Mm-hmm. Just the one day. Why do I get the feeling this is all going to go wrong? <laughs> and, I have to get ahead. I don't know be- this. But because you have, have 19 more chapters to go in the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you and see, that trying to lay down the law. Is that you uh, will stay together at all times. Fred and George know what they'll be to pay if there's any fooling about, don't you? Us? And, uh, We're on our best behavior. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. They play it cool, but I bet the twins are terrified of Molly. Okay, we can have some fun, but we have to make sure that you're back. Yeah. But, <laughs> sorry, sorry, wait, wait, wait. Lily, what? get down. Get down. <laughs> She's eating the microphone again. <laughs> she just licked it. It was like, oh, look. <laughs> Thank you, that good girl. Yeah. You're done. So they say goodbye. The Weasleys, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, disappear with a pop. And we have a scene change. Now it's that night. And Hermione wakes up and she's convinced that Ron is somehow in the room. And it's actually because he's connected with her mind. Right. (laughs) Sorry. He's like, Hermione! She's like, oh, scrabble and get under the covers because he might be able to see her. He's like, don't worry, it's too dark. Can't see anything. Uh, is that oh, yes. you, Ron? Ron who? No, no it's, it's Kilderoy Lockhart. Kilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> Coming to whisper sweet nothings into your dreams. <laughs> she's not appreciating him at all. She's going back yeah. to sleep. When he tells her that she saw Valeria again. And then he, he thinks she's jumped. Mm-hmm. He's worried. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. now Hermione wants to meet him down in the common room because she wants him checked, but she doesn't want him checked by himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, and... I mean, you should have to get up or anything, but... Yeah, I just needed yeah. to connect with somebody for a minute. You can go back to sleep. And she's like, yeah, get your butt down here. Oops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this Look. is where she deliberately doesn't think about how cute he looks until after they're not connected anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to have some secrets from the boy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then the common up couch. Yeah. And, and they just sit there are... themselves, and then they both kind of think, oh, wait, we're alone in a dark common room. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So Hermione says, uh, Ron, maybe you should move down the couch a little, just because. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. So she tries to get him to relax so she can try and connect with Valeria again. Yeah, and so she does these relaxation techniques that she learned in a class. And she only mm-hmm. went to one class because she didn't have time to go to more. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. You, you took a relaxation class and you're not relaxed enough to go back. To get the yeah. of <laughs> Can't relax your schedule enough to fit it exactly. in. Yeah. Uh-huh. I understand this. So they're sitting there and she's trying to get him to meditate, basically. And he's like, should I be relaxed yet? And he's really yeah. not relaxed at all. And it's just, well, patient. you could just it's like, be I don't want to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And finally, mm-hmm. she sort of starts playing with the ends of his hair, which, of course, does help him to relax. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, he makes a throaty noise. I think he's like purring. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that Probably. feels so good. Yeah. Well, you know, but he does. it feels good when people do that to you. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And he does manage to connect finally. And it's interesting. This is the first time we've had him connect where somebody else is watching. Right. When he's doing that, all the odd little expressions associated with the emotions kind of 
flicker across his face in succession. Yeah, she knows that he's connected then. Manages to find out that she is indeed still alive. She didn't actually jump. This time. This time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time. And this is where it comes out specifically <laughs> that he never manages to ask her anything about herself before the Demeters will swarm around and break the connection. They can't really break it, but they can make it so convoluted that it breaks kind of on its own. Yeah, he can't hold it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like they're playing tug-of-war, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And we get another scene break, and it's Quidditch time! Well, George has apparently missed the porky slightly and landed in a gooseberry bush. Oh. And Fred is uh, telling him to shake it off. They have a faded and grubby orange fishing hat with giant white polka dot that was the porky to and from. <laughs> Uh, Where did they huh. get this stuff from? Who has ever heard of a giant orange fishing hat with white polka dots? Seriously. Oh, uh, I don't know. You'd be surprised what's strange. And when I'm thinking fishing hat, I'm thinking a bucket hat. Yeah. With the kind that you like hook hooks into and stuff like this. So, yeah, I can see it being orange with white polka dots on it. Sure. I've seen bright orange ones, <sighs> signal orange ones before for, for people who hunt. You know, right. deer hunters wear them. Or not deer There's hunters, duck hunters wear them. department that just wanders through the rubbish tips and picks up weird looking things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To make the porkies out of. Well, yeah. It does have to be something you can remember at least so you pick up the right thing. Sure. They get there, and of course, there's nobody there to greet them because the two people that are manning the thing have been shanghaied to helping somebody carry their bags. They mm-hmm. they come back arguing and complaining and grousing, and then all of a sudden they realize, oh, you're the Weasleys. We're supposed to be watching out for you. And Harry Potter is with you. <gasps> yep. Elber Beals showed up and does a double take. He's mm. apparently a weather wizard. Yes, the weather wizard. From the Magical Meteorological yeah. Society. I suspect that's going to come up again somewhere. Yeah. It, it gets mentioned a few more times in these chapters, but nothing actually comes of it. But I'm pretty sure yeah. it's gonna, something's going to happen with that. And, of course, the boys are ready to go down the hill and party. And Hermione's got questions, because that's what Hermione mm-hmm. does. Yeah. So how exactly are we getting out again? When should we show up? And where do we find the porky? And <gasps> Which Fred has in his backpack. I mean, it's not like they have to really be at Horky site, right? I mean, they could be just about anywhere. And there's a train in there. Sorry. Yep. I just heard it. <laughs> Speaking of traveling. Yeah. Um, yes. Let's just say it's the Hogwarts Express and leave it at that. It's yes. going right through her front yard. Yes, exactly. Yep. So they... Finally, Rod just turns around and says, Okay, we're leaving. See you after the game. (laughs) We'll meet you right back here. She hustles down, and then all of a sudden, he stops. And he's like, cocks his head, and he seems to be listening. And then he says, Oh, no, must not be anything. It's time to yell, Go, Cannon! But he's heard her. He's heard the screamer. Valeria. This is the first time. We've had both of them in one chapter. Yes. Right. The scene yeah. change and flip over to her. They were just talking about the fact that the MMS it had to disperse the fog, but they had to leave like a, a donut around it so they would hide it from the muggles. Mm-hmm. That's what they were doing. And she has come out and the fog is gone. It's a beautiful day. Right. She decides that she's going to go for a walk. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she sees the stadium. Well, not yeah, she does. Yeah. Well, she, she sees she, the meadow where the stadium is. Weaves this elaborate knights and castles fantasy through it. And mm-hmm. then right. the emeritus come and she kind of sits down and figures that she's going to be dizzy and everything. So she doesn't want to fall down this mountain. So she lays down and when she gets back up after she's been visited, then she can see it. She sees mm-hmm. the stadium. Right. Something's going on with this green light behind her eyes again. And, and there it is. And then we jump to Tom. Yeah. Yes. And he's in the castle. The castle window. So there he is. Yeah. I didn't think he was there, but I guess so. And I don't remember that part. I just knew he was close by. But yeah, mm-hmm. he was in the castle with, with uh, Peter, of course. This is the first fic I've read where I've heard Voldemort's voice described as deep. Yes. Hmm. Instead of high and cold. High pitch. Right. Also, you'll notice that this is where, if you remember where Percy went, Percy went to the Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they were trying to dispel the fact that Voldemort was there. Right. No, no, he couldn't be here and we'll prove it. And mm-hmm. here we see he was there. They were experimenting yeah. with the weather in the Ukraine. Yep. Oh, yeah. Something's definitely uh, going to come up with the weather. And also, the people in Ukraine have created this illusion so that the horrors and ministry people and such think they're holding him back behind these mountains and he can't get out right, when in right. fact he's not yeah. there at all. No, but Lucius is there and he's making it look like he's there. We do find out that Valeria is a muggle because at the beginning it says that they have to counter the muggle repelling charms. Right. Yeah. And later he says, hey, we have to use the muggle. She is definitely muggle. And it was an accident, apparently, what happened. Mm-hmm. But her grandmother described in the chapters last week. Right. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to see that mysterious glowing orb again somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it has something it to do with the weather. Better. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something like you can control the elements? Or I just thought about it. You'll also what the notice school that in Spain used to sort of keep there whether generally all right i guess you'll you'll also notice that voldemort is talking to nagini about oh, that is gross yeah he's gonna put nagini in valeria's body yeah nagini's soul was going into valeria's body i guess i mean that's what i would assume is her soul well she's saying she will be yours as soon as she's lured potter to us we will be through with her and she will be yours yeah, it says you'll have your own body to walk in the forest, just as she is doing right now. Right. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Creepy. So disturbing. They have to name a whole psychosis for this guy. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And it's another example of anticipating things, because this is really quite similar to what ends up happening with yes. Matilda Bagshot in Book 7. Yes, it's not it quite the same, because she was already dead. It's just Nagini the snake is sort of inside her corpse. Well, but right. but the snake is actually in her. In yeah. this, it seems they're just going to move Nagini to a, yeah. a new body. They basically did the same thing to Voldemort. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. is he made of? Bone of father, blood of, of enemy, flesh of the serpent. The servant. There you go. Yep. That is disturbing. I mean, like I said, <laughs> yes, it God, it's so creepy when I read it. I'm just going, ugh. He goes, and you look as lovely as you've always wished. So you've always looked lovely to me. I mean, this guy issues people. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, megalomaniac just... doesn't even cover it. <laughs> just disgusting. Yeah. yeah. And of course, he sends out Wormtail to 
give orders to the Dementors, which he's really not happy about. No. Yeah, well, no, they don't like children. taking orders from me. They're going to eat you soon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> not I'm not sure eating. who would like taking orders from Wormtail, really. but <laughs> Maybe the other rats. That's probably it. Make sure that steak is nice and tenderized. They'll probably ignore him too. It's like listening to a kid, an evil kid. Lots of evil kids going on around here. Chuck, yes. <laughs> oh no! Don't go there! No! 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 That's something I was thinking about when we were just going over the spell. An interesting parody thing would be if Voldemort came out of the cauldron with basically a Peter-shaped body because he took Wormtail's flesh in the potion. Oh, and yeah. so he'd be this little short guy with the protruding teeth. Hair, and wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to tell me that Voldemort is thing from the Adams family? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't think he'd be that hairy. Brown. <laughs> well, but he doesn't have oh, hair. Yeah. How can he be it? Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I may can I get a cue here. Thing is the walking hand. Uh, thing is, it walking is the hand. walking haystack. Yes. Oh, Who is the walking haystack? Cousin it. Cousin it. That's right. Anyway, chapter fourteen. We're on to the actual Quidditch game. Woohoo! In. Yes, we have yeah. to have our Quidditch. Yes. And I love that they have been eating their way through everything. They've been sick. They've started eating again. And Ron <laughs> has a sugar snakeless, which is a which? snake necklace that is sort yeah. of alive. <laughs> It's Which, like considering what we do with red, is creepy. Yeah, it's oh. a gummy snake. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a live gummy snake. That's just and, wrong. And he's on the third one. Yeah. And there's a fourth one that's just sort of waiting around his forearm. Mm-hmm. It follows on a little bit from the chocolate frogs because you know they have one jump in them and then they can move around a little bit more and then they're just chocolate. But uh, still. Seriously, again? Hogwarts Express is back. <laughs> <laughs> They forgot Harry. They're going back to get him. Apparently a big day for them. Yes. And they won't stop honking the damn thing. They they honk so the people don't run into them. Yeah. That's true. Ah. I was actually somewhat surprised because the game seems to be going his way. The uh, Pally Castle Bats have lost three, is it? Um, two, of their, two of their chasers have the flu. They're down to their reserve players on the chasers, and the cannons are actually having a pretty good game for the cannons, and things are pretty close to tied up. Yep. I think this is funny, that they have to take a commercial break. Yes, that was funny, too. <laughs> we watched the baseball games on the TV when they were on national, like if Fox has them or ESPN has it, instead of Fox Sports, the local. And they have a period of time where they have to pause, and one of our pitchers gets really mad because he's like, I'm going to pitch. You are not going to tell me I have to wait for another minute because you are doing advertising. I'm going to pitch whether you like it or not. <laughs> and they have come back from commercial breaks and he's already two pitches into the count because he's like screw you i am not waiting for commercial break to be over and it's only the national games that do it he gets when they first told him no no we have to wait he was like uh uh-uh, batter up it's chris carpenter <laughs> they're playing a game want to play what do they do with the snitch does the snitch hide during the commercial breaks i mean like, isn't this yeah just sort of wander vaguely over to where it is 
Yeah. Okay, we're back. Look, I caught the snitch. Exactly. Because imagine you're right about to catch the snitch and you're reaching your hand out and you're raising and then suddenly the referee whistles and it goes, okay, stop everything. Commercial break. I don't think I mean, so. I mean, they don't yeah. they don't stop soccer matches for commercial breaks, do they? They just play them over they, top of it. Yeah. No, they they usually have the advertisement. Either the the people who are commenting, or they have like a banner on the bottom of the screen. On the bottom of the yeah. screen. Yeah. yeah. It seems to be referees' discretion, or at least they have the res- referee whistle for it. So they probably wouldn't do it right in the middle of a snitch chase. <laughs> yeah. So this, well, you never know. Yeah. Depends the on how much mind. you paid the referee. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just had elections about a month ago. And, you know, there's this whole thing about image and, you know, how you you present a candidate and all that kind of stuff. I was worried about the butterbeer because there's this ad. I'm just petty about butterbeer. I thought butterbeer was the drink. I didn't think it was precisely the brand. There's beer, but there's a bunch of brands of beer. Yeah, yeah. but we don't ever get that butterbeer is not a brand. Yeah, that's true. We don't get any brands of it. It is a right. particular kind just, of drink. It's not the same as other alcoholic stuff, but... Right, it's just butterbeer. Maybe there's only okay. one supplier in the UK or something. Yeah, you see, that's what I was wondering, because I started thinking, okay, what if you just named a brand bottle of water, water? I'm but, just mad about water. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta drink more uh, water. Okay. Did anybody else think it was funny that the uh, Cannon's Keeper's name is Phelps? <laughs> I didn't I even notice that. that. <laughs> I didn't did notice you miss that, that? Either. Yeah, we yes. all missed it. You all missed it. Ah! Yes. I love that George is on his best behavior, but he still has to throw popcorn at a girl three rows ahead. Yes. <laughs> and then pretend like he's not the one throwing it when she glares at him. Right. Who, me? No, no, it wasn't me. Uh-uh. Rhodes and Muldoon, the seekers, have made this dive, and everyone thinks it's just a faint. Faint. And faint. all of a sudden, here comes Rhodes, and he's chasing the snitch. It's right there. And it's, you know, he's right in front of Ron and company and they're all screaming and yelling. First so cannons win in eight years. <laughs> or however long. Yay! And then we have chaos. It's best because they ever. Yes. People were jumping, yelling, screaming, hugging, throwing popcorn, shaking hands, kissing anything legal or marginally so that could be done in public. And Ron screams himself hoarse along with 15 or so other really diehard fans. Yeah. There's partying going on and everything and they head over to the port key and they find out it's going to take a while so they decide to go down and get dinner. And of course, you know... Ron is now sick. From eating three snicklesses. Probably. Popcorn and pumpkin juice. Very God knows what else. His last necklace, nose to nose with him now and still clinging to his bicep, appeared to be snickering at him. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I have too yep. much rubbish in my stomach. Oh no, that doesn't sound good. Okay, let's think. So, yep. so he goes Ground and sits down. Yes. And Harry's in line with the others, but Harry's not really hungry either. All he wants is something to drink. So mm-hmm. he decides he's just going to go and tell Ron what's going on, and then maybe go find something to drink. And he gets caught up in a crowd of partiers, and they kind of mm-hmm. just drag him along for a bit. I mean, come on, Harry! Didn't they tell you to stay together? Remember the buddy system. 
I can see him getting kind of picked up and, and drug along in the crowd. Yes, yes. sports fans are like that. He did need to go back, and, and he did try. Okay. He yells at Hermione, and she doesn't hear him, and he yells at Fred or George, I can't remember. And they don't hear him. Right. He's trying to figure out if he wants fish or chips, or fish or chicken with his chips. And so he mm-hmm. just kind of goes, well, all right, I'm just going to get my juice, and I'll come back. They won't even know I've been gone. Well, yeah. you know, he's Famous wearing orange, so of course the Candace fans go by and pick him up. Oh, you're wearing, you're one of us, we And then we jump back to Valeria. He was having a great time watching the Quidditch. That, that would be amazing to see for the first time. and You don't even know it exists, and there are these people oh, playing sports yes. on broomsticks. Right. <laughs> and she's heard of professional football or soccer in, in American football, but she thought they played those on the ground. What is this uh-huh. in the air thing? But she's being escorted by two muertos. She can't sort of get out of anything. And, and then she sees Harry. Yeah. And she's connecting with Ron. And she's like, oh, it's so crowded here. And Ron's like, yeah, I know. It's crowded here, too. She doesn't know they're in the same place. They're here, and I, they're going to make me hurt him. And Ron's like, resist with everything you've got. And all of a sudden, she describes Harry. Like, wait, that's who you're going after? Oh, no. Not my best <laughs> friend. He <laughs> looks around for Harry, and Harry's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah! He yells it out. All the rest of them look around, and they're like, oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> who? was the one person we were supposed to keep close to? Um, hmm. <laughs> that would be Harry, yeah. You know, green eyes, black hair, words, glasses, that little kid. Voldemort chasing <laughs> yep. him to kill him. Yeah. That Harry's totally oblivious to everything that's going on. He's just going to go get his drink, and all of a sudden he gets knocked into and knocked sprawling, and, and she lays into him, and he's like, excuse me? And she's like, well, at least you said excuse me. He's like, no, 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 wait a minute. I'm going, you know, you ran into me, dear. She pretends to be her, of course. Yeah. We know Harry. Sprains her knee. Her. Like, yeah, let me get you some help. And she's like, no, no. I'm sorry, but Harry still needs to learn not to talk to strangers or something. Oh, no. Because she's going, no, no, I don't want anyone else to help me. Just you. Come on, even when I was 12, I would have thought that was weird. Yeah, but you I have mean, to also remember that Harry has not been well socialized. <laughs> Harry is now a dog. He has not been socialized. She's trying to tell him that her friends have already left on their porky. And he's like, that's an odd way to say that. She tells him she's hurt. She needs his help. Well, I'll take you over here. Maybe we can get my friends to find a watch wizard. And she's like, no, 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 just just you. He introduces himself and she says nothing. And he has to prompt. Yeah. She finally says what her name is. Pulls her up and he's going to start walking her towards the picnic table when he hears Ron screaming for him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he looks around and hears Ron. Ron up in the spectator stands where he's not supposed to be, but you know, it's Ron. <laughs> yeah, and they both look up, and both Ron and Valeria recognize each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is him. What's he doing here? And Ron's yelling, Harry, get away from her. She's, uh, well, let's just say, get away. I'll be there in a minute. Yeah. Down he comes, thundering down the stairs. You just see him. <laughs> down the stairs. So Ron is now after mm-hmm. Valeria. Yeah, because mm-hmm. all yeah. of a sudden her knee is all better and she is running. And she's running fast. Yeah. yeah. Harry thinks, wow, she's faster than anybody I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, totally confused in the dark again. Poor Harry. He never 
knows what's going on. So Ron Harry. is going to catch up with Valeria and he tells the rest of them, keep an eye on Harry, get back to the portkey, I'll meet you there. So yes. we end up with all of them back at the portkey site and no sign of Ron. And they're trying to figure out what to do. They've all pretty much decided they're not leaving without him, but the portkey people are all saying, uh, yeah, we're leaving on time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Hermione's doing the same thing. You need to go back to Hogwarts. You are in danger. Right. And Harry's like, I don't like this one bit. And I'm not leaving. Right. And of course, they all jump on that. Nobody's leaving at all. Everyone's staying here. If we can figure out a way to pull it off. Exactly. So, so then he finally contacts Hermione. Right. And he lets her know mm-hmm. that he's safe and he knows where Valeria is. Right. And he... asks if Harry's okay. And yeah. yeah. Tells him the turns down now about the telepathy. Right. Mm-hmm. She bursts out with Ron. So they all stare at her. And then she's just sitting there silently with these various expressions. And the, the twins have no idea what's going on. Ron's just like, it's fine. Just leave without me. I'll find dad. And I'm thinking to myself, how is he going to find dad? You know, he figures he'll find a way out. Because nobody's well, after he's, him. Well, he's near a Quidditch pitch. So I would think that they practice there or there are people there. Yeah, but they're going you know, to pull this whole thing down. I mean, this is a yeah, magical sounds thing. Sounds like it's a temporary thing. Because yeah. it's the giant stadium instead of the yeah, well, regular that's practice. How they do that the World Cup stadium wasn't permanent either. It's the individual stadiums. They take those down after the games, so the Muggles don't trip over them. Oh, okay. Well, I never thought that. I always thought it was just the World Cup stadium. I think it's all of them. Because, I mean, think about it. How are you going to hide something that's that big from satellites, from... That's a huge amount of energy being used to mask that. So, yeah, it's easier just to put them up and take them down. I can see it having permanent stadiums in a few places somewhere, but... It yeah, like but they're, one of them. you're talking remote, like, you know, anyway. up in the Alps or something. I can see Austria having one in the Alps that nobody can get to, but this New is New Zealand probably has one. I'm sure Canada has a few. Probably somewhere. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if you know. can hide meteor craters for hundreds of years and nobody trips over them, I think you could probably hide Quidditch Stadium. Yellowstone isn't really going to explode. It's just got a Quidditch Stadium on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you're saying all the earthquakes are actually matches going on and those yep. are people tromping their feet? Yep, yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. All those earthquakes we've been having? Not really yeah. earthquakes. Oh, Just no, must be the... Quidditch games. All those guys here, they're the flu network. So, right. It's mm-hmm. all explained. Yep. Sure. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> so there so. Ron's trying to get them to go, and Hermione just says, none of us are going. We're going to stay here as long as we can figure it out. We haven't quite done that part yet, but we are. And he says, okay, fine. If you do manage to stay here, come and find me quickly, because I don't want you to be in danger. Right. right. So they pull out the court key, and they've got five minutes to go, and then... They still haven't figured out how to manage a distraction. Fred wanders off. He's had too much butterbeer, so he needs a moment alone. Yeah. And he wanders off to the woods, but that doesn't distract them long enough. They, he just has to come back. And Oh, they you can't know see. he went out there to set something up. There's <laughs> fireworks that are going to go off in 30 seconds or something. Yeah, you just know something's going to go. That's my prediction. Well, he set something up. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, why else would he have gone? Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Woo! He went out there to do something. So if yeah. he tells them that, oh, I hear my brother. Can we just stay an extra minute? So they're mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. touching. And they feel the familiar pull behind their nails. So if he did set something, it wasn't soon enough. 
They're heading off on the port key. It's going to go. And that is the end of the chapter. Dun, dun, Ron, that's as far as we're going. Yeah, Ron's on his own, but he'll be fine. Ron, Ron will be okay. So right really before know. this, right before this, the, the two meteorologists, Claudius and Tavish, are releasing the wards so that the fog can come back in. That's right. Voldy has some of these meteorologists in his pocket. Right. So we know we're going to hear more about that. I wonder what you have to take to become one of those weather guys. Well, I'm I sure take... that with the wizards, it's probably not calculus. <laughs> no. Some um, sort of apprenticeship thing, I suppose. I'm sure probably astronomy, that's the only one I can think of that would be slightly related to it. Astronomy, arithmancy, maybe? It's probably arithmancy, because mm-hmm. speaking yeah. from a muggle meteorologist point of view... Uh, There's a lot of math involved. Curse breaking probably is one of the things that they have to study. They have to study geology, how the rocks interact with each other. It, transfiguration, where you're talking about air to a liquid to a gas. I mean, there's probably quite a few. I mean, what do you have to study to be a healer in St. Mungo's? Oceans, yeah, oceans. To be an aura, you have to do defense against dark arts, obviously. Potions, transfiguration, charms. charms. I guess it's a little bit of everything. You probably have to do charms and transfiguration for most things, just as the basic spell work kind of thing. Right, and potions. I don't know. Not everything needs potions. Some things apparently well, A lot do. of it does. But yeah. that's where the chapter ends. He's far less certain than his words would have Hermione believe. Right. And that is all we know. Ron's on his own. Dun, dun, dun. There's a bunch of Dementors and Voldemort right around the corner. I have been sucked in. I can't wait to see what happens next. I know. Really interesting. <laughs> and this is I'm what I have excited. not read ahead of time. Everything else I have read completely, you know, everything else we've done, I've always read the entire thing ahead of time. I am in the dark on this. One. I don't have practice like you guys, so I think I'm going to give something away if I read ahead. Um, <laughs> Sticking to the chapters that we're supposed to do, just so mm-hmm. I don't spoil somebody. Next week, we're going to read chapters 9 through 21. Yep. And no. see no, where no, that no, goes. No, wait a minute. 15, no, no. 15, 15 21. Yeah. 15 through 21. Right. We already did 9. That was yes, this we week. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. We've done this Wow. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Something uh, or other I was looking at. Who knows? I had to catch up on all 14 this week because I wasn't here last week. And interesting reading, definitely, going all sorts of different ways. It's fun seeing the bits that turn out the same as the later books ended up having in them and the stuff that's completely different. I have to admit Valeria is slightly Sueish. I'm Sue. In my point of view, she certainly has a personality of her own and she's got character, but it's a little weird that she just happens to be here and has this strange spell that burst into her eyes when she was six or whatever. I don't know. Are you I saying still that I have special that. powers? <laughs> Did you say Swish? But still, we don't want you to become Nagini. I don't want to become Nagini. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that. Hopefully she'll manage to get out of that. I want to find out more about what is it exactly that Voldy did to her and how he has that control over her. Well, obviously it's through the, the mentors, but how does he connect with her, I mean? And this is the first time we've seen the, the Dementors as a mental presence. Like, they aren't actually standing there hovering around her, or the various wizards at the Quidditch match would have been able to see them. But they somehow managed to inhabit her mind, which is a little weird. Yeah, I can't wait to see how they get out of going to Hogwarts, because they have to get out of going to Hogwarts, or the story would be over this week, and that's not happening. Uh, I predict they will go, and they'll tell 
Dumbledore about everything that's going on, and they'll send people back. Because we know they're already picked up by the support key. We'll I'm see. not saying anything because I already read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was the person who suggested it, so no, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I predict that Fred did something when he went out to uh, walk the dog or whatever it was he was out there doing that's going to interfere with support key. I don't know how, but he's no, done something. No, no, no. <laughs> The, the thing with Fred, and I'll tell you, Fred was master from the lodge because he had me. And he says, "Man, I go and give it her hammer her head. And it wasn't. Uh, he was, he was, well, it was a person we lost the master from the lodge. Oh, well. Fireworks would have been fun. I just hope we don't have a Valeria Hermione triangle. That would be uncomfortable. And I also hope we don't have a, a Valeria Harry. Harry. I see Valeria as sort of a, a mirror of Harry in a lot of ways. There's all these comparisons to her. The thing she's most afraid of is Los Muertos, which is the mentors. You know, she's been through a bunch of awful things, and she's still kind and compassionate, and she doesn't want to hurt anyone. And all this type of stuff that is parallel with Harry. I don't know if Harry's going to end up with anyone. I don't really care, to be honest, as long as Ron and Hermione are together, it's all good. <laughs> I don't think and we really Kelly, have to worry about that, but there yeah. will probably be some um, hero worship and all that kind of thing. If she's alone with Ron for the next set of chapters, because they didn't end up getting away from the parky. She's going to get together with Voldemort. Oh, no! <laughs> no, no, no. That leaves the well. twins. Oh, Voldemort's <laughs> twins. Oh, okay, so tune in next week when we find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out a few more it's things like from the that. Bachelorette. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been, again, just really quick, Miss of No Return by Night Zephyr. The links are available on the show notes. It is hosted at Sugar Quill. Uh, if you want to read ahead, if you want to wander yourself over there. Chapters 8 through 14, not 9. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and uh, so we've covered 12 through 14, so come back next week and uh, listen to us stumble over 15 through 21. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hopefully next week I will have notes if they don't end up balled up. If the dog doesn't tip again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to watch out for the Hogwarts Express. Yes. Yay! Yes. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Good night. Good night. Good night. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.